Aloha, everyone. It's Dr. Lisa Hartwell. Welcome to Anxiety Ease, the show that reveals a calm mind is an organized mind, and an organized mind is a calm mind. We'll make it fun and inspirational with a bit of learning the neuroscience and the real reason some of us keep pushing on professionally, good or bad, at the expense of leading life with inner peace. This is the Anxiety Ease Podcast, and today's episode, we're going to talk about freedom from high-functioning anxiety running your life. This is to help you get unstuck when overwhelm just really seems to be running your life, and we want to get to the point where we kind of normalize it instead of having it overtake you. We'll see you on the show. Hey, hey, how's everybody doing? Uh, This episode, Freedom from High-Functioning Anxiety, Running Your Life. We're going to be talking about where clients mostly get stuck in overwhelm and having high-functioning anxiety, running your life, and really just feeling helpless that it's not ever going to change. Um, One thing I want to kind of cover is really why do some approaches work and some don't, and why for some people certain approaches work and others don't. You know, the thing is, is to know yourself, know thyself. And it makes me kind of laugh when I think about one size actually does not fit all. You know, sometimes when you go shopping and you hold up an outfit and says, the tag says, so one size fits all. That's not always the case, is it? (laughs) Because we're not all built the same. I happen to have always been a shapely Italian lady and I'm quite shapely. And I'm here to tell you one size doesn't always fit. So it's kind of the same for anything for our choices, right? So when I think about any of the clients that I've seen, or even with my own high functioning anxiety throughout my lifetime, what type of modalities did I choose? And when did I and how did I? And I was I thought it'd be good to kind of come on here and talk about you can actually be free from it running your life because there's times in your life when different things work. And the first thing I kind of want to shift to is when you think about how we grow as humans and how we grow together and how in season in uh, episode one, I talked about the seasonal shifts of nature. You know, there's going to be times in your life when maybe what you worked on with your anxiety 10 years ago, no longer works anymore. So for instance, maybe you're a runner or maybe you swim or, you know, maybe spending time with friends and social outings, you know, just, just calmed your anxiety down to where you, you got back down to baseline. And now here you are 10 years later, trying to do the same routines and you're finding that you no longer get are getting back to baseline as quickly as you used to. And one of the things you want to think about when that happens is doing a more current assessment of yourself. And one of the things you can look at is, are you ready? What's your personal readiness of being able to discern what's best for you right now? And I always like to say, sometimes this is just based on something as simple as our personal archetypes or our characteristics. 
And there are so many types of quizzes and things out there that you can, you know, find online now that's interesting and fun. But you know what all of them do at the end of the day is they essentially get you in the ballpark of what's a good fit for you. And knowing that about yourself is then you can know when is the best time to shift into, wow, okay, I need to be more in my body. I am so in my head. I cannot stop thinking about everything I need to do or the discussion or the conflict that I had last week. I just can't stop thinking about it. I need to just get in my body and be still. Remember, we talked about that in the last episode about, you know, the pieces of just being still. That's when we get into that calm state of mind to where you can actually make changes and shifts. And, you know, in your, and then even in getting inside your body, is that yoga for you? Is that actual movement? Is that actually going for a walk or a run? Or like I said, swimming here in Hawaii is, the beach is my um, antidote for anxiety for sure. But what you're really looking at is at what point can you take a break from the high functioning anxiety in that moment just to detach long enough for it for something to shift? When we think about, for instance, when plants or trees or anything in nature needs tending to, we look at what it needs in that moment. And in that moment, say, for instance, if it needs some fertilizer, for instance, for the soil, or maybe there's some pruning that needs to happen. But even though those immediate interventions are noticed for something in nature, the change isn't immediate. It's not immediate, but yet we have that expectation for ourselves. We expect to prune something out of our lives or nurture ourselves with some possibly, um, you know, nutrition. And then we wonder why we don't feel better. But we don't feel better immediately because we're not meant to. We're really not meant to. We are meant to use this high-functioning anxiety as a tool, as something to help us reflect and get our attention So we can figure out what is the core issue of why your mind, your neuron pathways are reacting to a certain situation. Now, sometimes it's just pure overwhelm, right? Sometimes we just, we all have a lot on our plates. But at at some point though, the difference between feeling stressed because you have a lot of things on your plate and being stuck in that overwhelm is that you feel like you just can't get out of that spiral. And that would be a little bit of a marker for you to keep in mind of when it's probably time to reach out and maybe get some outside support. And when I think about times that I've had to reach out and get support, I think, oh, what, what's actually worked for me, you know, as opposed to seeing clients and that. And of course, therapy isn't always an option for friends, for some folks, although some people just don't have access to that type of care, whether it be through insurance or self-pay or fear of going. I actually just saw um, a a new client yesterday and um, she was so anxious about coming in and she doesn't even have clinical anxiety. She really is just going through a tough time in her family and her um, relationship and deciding if she wants to pivot in her military career, basically. And 
um, when she came in and she kind of relaxed and we just talked story about her life a bit, her anxiety just kind of dissipated. And it was interesting to watch that process go through and knowing full well that she chose it for herself because she said, it's just time. It's just time for me to finally address this. And, you know, there's three different ways that I offer support for people and beyond therapy, of course. Um, of course, telehealth has changed the lives of many during COVID. Um, if nothing came out of COVID, at least people learned how to use Zoom, even though it's been around for a long time. Um, but I wanted to kind of talk and maybe offer you folks some ideas about the difference between, you know, therapy for clinical anxiety, which is, again, the piece where you can't get out of bed, you feel like you can't shut it off, you can no longer focus in the meetings that you're attending, uh, your business feels like it's probably falling apart a bit because you, you've completely lost your focus and are overcome with overwhelm. That's more on the clinical realm. Versus remember, high functioning anxiety is that piece where you're still actually functioning. You're just pushing through it and it doesn't feel good. And one of the things when you think about the difference with an anxiety coach helping you through that is really that number one, helping you reflect about what's not working and really rolling up your sleeves together to come up with a more functional way to manage not only your anxiety, but then to start really listening and dial down to the core of what this anxiety is about. Because remember, if it's happening on a cyclical nature, it's trying to tell you something. It's really trying to be your messenger and your ally to push through whatever it is that you're you're working through. So for example, say you are trying to figure out what you want to do with your life, right? So you're in this middle of the road piece of deciding what direction you want to go. And when you get stuck and ending up, number one, that you feel like you can't get out of it, or number two, you have so many choices, you can't sort them out. That's where your brain is not going to be able to you know, essentially do it on its own because its pathway is really wanting you to keep safe. So it doesn't want you to go out and explore and think about new ideas. And by having a coach sit there and reflect, mind you, your family and your friends, and there's plenty of coaches in your life. You use that modality though, as someone to reflect back to you, just like any type of coach, especially a sports coach. That's what they do. They say, oh, you know, move your arm this way, swing the bat that way, um, hold your body a certain direction so you can be more efficient in whatever you're doing in that particular sport. It's no different. It's no different in working through high-functioning anxiety. Reflecting back what is going on in your mind with someone external to you is the way a shift happens, much like in nature, when we prune plants or trees or the environment and provide nutrition. Same thing. Um, another modality that's really helpful that a lot of people feel more comfortable with is actually being in group settings because it feels great to be with like-minded people and think, oh my gosh, I'm going through that too. <laughs> and it just, there's something about that group think and that group process that really helps shift uh, folks along in in being able to reflect each other's uh, cycles of high-functioning anxiety. 
And one of my favorite things that I love to do is uh, VIP days with people. And that really looks like a four or six hour day. And um, what I usually do is after we finish that day, I'll put people into a a three or six month uh, group membership program so they can get the support. But those are amazing because you have so many shifts so quickly. And what I usually do with folks is we really dial down and get down to the core of this cyclical high functioning anxiety that's happening for you. And once you have those ahas and the shifts with how can we come up with interventions that work for you, it feels like it's a personal, I call them orchard managers in my Bad Apples book, which is, you know, that's the person that can look at you and say, oh, I see what we need to do to shift. And once you have that shift, you get to practice during that day together. But it's also, of course, mixed with lots of self-care and relaxation. So that combination of having the freedom is from creating the being still and and finding an, an environment that is interested and invested in your growth as much as you are. And sometimes it's just a way to think about, well, when, when do I do this? I know the what and the ways to get there, but when is the right time? How do I even know? And I would, I would offer you that if you're feeling as if the high functioning anxiety has a chokehold on you a bit, and it feels like it's happening more often than normal. Maybe you could just do a quick assessment on yourself and say, wow, this has actually happened three or four times a week this time where I was so overwhelmed with anxiety that I could not function for about an hour or two today. It's probably time to reach out. So those are some ideas I had. So I just wanted to share that with you. And anytime you want to reach out and get some more information about how I can help you or I can help get the help that you need. There's lots of choices out there. And then I would love to hear some of your ideas. Thanks for listening today. The Anxiety E Show will be back with another episode next week about the science of soul strategy of shifting high-functioning anxiety. We're going to talk about both the science and soul and what do we do about that. Until then, ahoy ho, take good care of yourself and each other.